1 Kings chapter 7, the building of the royal palace. Solomon took 13 years to build his palace. He named it the Palace of the Lebanon Forest. It was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. It had four rows of cedar pillars and cedar beams above the pillars. The roof above the beams, supported by pillars, was also made of cedar. There were 45 beams, 15 per row. There were three rows of windows arranged in sets of three. All the entrances were rectangular in shape and they were arranged in sets of three. He made a colonnade 75 feet long and 45 feet wide. There was a porch in front of this and pillars and a roof in front of the porch. He also made a throne room called the Hall of Judgment where he made judicial decisions. It was panelled with cedar from floor to the rafters. The palace where he lived was constructed in a similar way. He also constructed a palace like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had married. All these were built in the best stones, chiselled to the right size and cut with a saw on all sides, from the foundations to the edge of the roof and from the outside to the great courtyard. The foundation was made of large valuable stones measuring either 15 feet or 12 feet. Above the foundation, the best stones chiselled to the right size were used along with cedar. Around the great courtyard, there were rows of chiselled stones and one row of cedar beams, like the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple and the hall of the palace. Solomon commissions Hiram to supply the temple. King Solomon sent for Hiram of Tyre. He was the son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. He had the skill and knowledge to make all kinds of works of bronze. He reported to King Solomon and did all the work he was assigned. He fashioned two bronze pillars. Each pillar was 27 feet high and 18 feet in circumference. He made two bronze tops for each pillar. Each was seven and a half feet high. The lattice work on the tops of the pillars were adorned with ornamental wreaths and chains. The top of each pillar had seven groupings of ornaments. When he made the pillars, there were two rows of pomegranate-shaped ornaments around the latticework covering the top of each pillar. The tops of the two pillars in the porch were shaped like lilies and were six feet high. On top of each pillar, right above the bulge beside the latticework, there were 200 pomegranate-shaped ornaments arranged in rows all the way around. He set up the pillars on the porch in front of the main hall. He erected one pillar on the right side and called it Yakin. He erected the other pillar on the left side and called it Boaz. The tops of the pillars were shaped like lilies. So the construction of pillars was completed. He made the large bronze basin called the Sea. It measured 15 feet from rim to rim, was circular in shape and stood seven and a half feet high. Its circumference was 45 feet. Under the rim, all the way round it, were ornaments arranged in settings 15 feet long. The ornaments were in the rows that had been cast with the sea. The sea stood on top of 12 bulls, three face northward, three westward, three southward, three eastward. The sea was placed on top of them and they all faced outward. It was four fingers thick and its rim was like that of a cup shape, like a lily blossom. It could hold about 12,000 gallons. He also made ten bronze movable stands. Each stand was six feet long, six feet wide and four and a half feet high. 
The stands were constructed with frames between the joints. On these frames and joints were ornamental lions, bulls and cherubim. Under the lions and bulls were decorative wreaths. Each stand had four bronze wheels, with bronze axles and four supports. Under the basin, the supports were fashioned on each side with wreaths. Inside the stand was a round opening that was 18 inches deep. It had a support that was 27 inches long. On the edge of the opening were carvings in square frames. The four wheels were under the frames, and the crossbars of the axles were connected to the stand. Each wheel was 27 inches high. The wheels were constructed like chariot wheels. Their crossbars, rims, spokes and hubs were made of cast metal. Each stand had four supports, one per side projecting out from the stand. On top of each stand was a round opening three quarters of a foot deep. There were also supports and frames on top of the stands. He engraved ornamental cherubim, lions and palm trees on the plates of the supports and frames wherever there was room with wreath all around. He made the ten stands in this way. All of them were cast in one mould and were identical in measurement and shape. He also made ten bronze basins, each of which would hold about 240 gallons. Each basin was six feet in diameter. There was one basin for each stand. He put five basins on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. He put the sea on the south side in the southeast corner. Hiram also made basins, shovels and bowls. He finished all the work on the Lord's temple he had been assigned by King Solomon. He made the two pillars, the two bowl-shaped tops of the pillars, the lattice work for the bowl-shaped tops of the two pillars, the 400 pomegranate-shaped ornaments for the lattice work of the two pillars. Each lattice work had two rows of these ornaments at the bowl-shaped top of the pillar, the ten movable stands with their ten basins, the big bronze basins called the sea, with the twelve bulls underneath, and the pots, shovels and bowls. All these items King Solomon assigned Hiram to make for the Lord's temple, and they were made from polished bronze. The king had them cast in the earth foundries in the region of the Jordan between Sukkoth and Zerathan. Solomon left all these items unweighed. There were so many of them, they did not weigh the bronze. Solomon also made all these items for the Lord's temple, the gold altar, the gold table on which was kept the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstands at the entrance of the inner sanctuary, five for the right, five on the left, the gold flower-shaped ornaments, lamps and tongs, the pure gold bowls, trimmings, shears, basins, pans and censers, and the gold door sockets for the inner sanctuary, the most holy place, and for the doors of the main hall of the temple. When King Solomon finished constructing the Lord's temple, he put the holy items that belonged to his father David, the silver, gold and other articles, in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. 2 Chronicles chapter 4 He made a bronze altar, 30 feet long, 30 feet wide and 15 feet high. He also made a big bronze basin called the sea. It measured 15 feet from rim to rim, was circular in shape and stood 7.5 feet high. Its circumference was 45 feet. Images of bulls were under it all the way round, 10 every 18 inches all the way round. The bulls were in two rows and had been cast with the sea. The sea stood on top of the twelve bulls. Three faced northward, three westward, three southward, three eastward. The sea was placed on top of them, and they all faced outward. 
It was four fingers thick, and its rim was like that of a cup shaped like a lily blossom. It could hold 18,000 gallons. He made ten washing basins. He put five on the south side, five on the north side. In them they rinsed the items used for burnt sacrifices. The priests washed in the sea. He made ten gold lampstands according to the specifications and put them in the temple. Five on the right and five on the left. He made ten tables and set them in the temple. Five on the right and five on the left. He also made one hundred gold bowls. He made the courtyard of the priests and the large enclosure and its doors. He plated their doors with bronze. He put the sea on the south side in the southeast corner. Huram Abbey made the posts, shovels and bowls. He finished all the work of God's temple he had been assigned by King Solomon. He made two pillars, the two bowl-shaped tops of the pillars, the lattice work and the bowl-shaped tops of the two pillars, the 400 pomegranate-shaped ornaments for the lattice work of the two pillars. Each lattice work had two rows of these ornaments at the bowl-shaped top of the pillar, the ten movable stands with their ten basins, the big bronze basin called the sea with its twelve bulls underneath, and the pots, shovels and meat forks. All the items King Solomon assigned to Huram Abbey to make for the Lord's temple were made from polished bronze. The king had them cast in earth foundries in the region of the Jordan, between Sukkoth and Zarathan. Solomon made so many of these items, they did not weigh the bronze. Solomon also made these items for God's temple. The gold altar, the tables on which the bread of the presence was kept, the pure gold lampstands and their lamps which burned, as specified at the entrance to the inner sanctuary the pure gold-flowered-shaped ornaments, lamps and tongs, the pure gold trimming shears, basins, pans and censers, and the gold door sockets for the inner sanctuary, the most holy place, and for the doors of the main hall of the temple. Psalm 44, for the music director by the Korahites, a well-written song. O God, we have clearly heard, our ancestors have told us what you did in their days, in ancient times, you by your power defeated nations and settled our father on their land. You crushed the people living there and enabled our ancestors to occupy it. For they did not conquer the land by their swords and they did not prevail by their strength, but rather by your power, strength and good favour, for you were partial to them. You are my king, O God. Decree Jacob's deliverance. By your power he will drive back our enemies by your strength. We will trample down our foes, for I do not trust in my bow, and I do not prevail by my sword. For you deliver us from our enemies, you humiliate those who hate us. In God we boast all day long, and we will continually give thanks to your name, Selah. But you rejected and embarrassed us. You did not go into battle with our armies. You made us retreat from our enemy. Those who hate us take whatever they want from us. You handed us over like sheep to be eaten. You scattered us among the nations. You sold your people for a pittance. You did not ask a high price for them. You made us an object of disdain to our neighbours, those who live on our borders taunt and insult us. You made us an object of ridicule among the nations. Foreigners treat us with contempt. All day long I feel humiliated and I am overwhelmed with shame before the vindictive enemy who ridicules and insults me. 
All this has happened to us, even though we have not rejected you or violated your covenant with us. We have not been unfaithful, nor have we disobeyed your commands. Yet you have battered us, leaving us a heap of ruins overrun by wild dogs. You have covered us with darkness. If we had rejected our gods and spread out our hands in prayer to another god, would not God discover it? For he knows a person's secret thoughts. Yet because of you we are killed all day long. We are treated like sheep at the slaughtering block. Rouse yourself. Why do you sleep, O Lord? Wake up. Do not reject us for ever. Why do you look the other way and ignore the way we are oppressed and mistreated? For we lie in the dirt, with our bellies pressed to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your loyal love. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Prayer for all people. First of all, then, I urge that requests, prayers, intercessions and thanks be offered on behalf of all people, even for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Such a prayer for all is good and welcome before God our Saviour, since he wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one intermediary between God and humanity, Christ Jesus himself human, who gave himself as a ransom for all, revealing God's purpose at the anointed time. For this I appointed a preacher and apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or dispute. Conduct of women. Likewise, the women are to dress in suitable apparel, with modesty and self-control. Their adornment must not be braided hair and gold or pearls or expensive clothing, but with good deeds, as is proper for women who profess reverence for God. A woman must learn quietly with all submissiveness, but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. She must remain quiet. For Adam was formed first and then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman, because she was fully deceived, fell into transgression. But she will be delivered through childbearing, if she continues in faith and love and holiness with self-control. <laughs> 